0: Hey, Christine. Yo. You know, this Sunday is a live show. I know. I'm at, nervous. Don't you should be because we're selling out and tickets are going fast. So if you haven't gotten your ticket yet, it's at the Gary Marshall Theater at 7 30 p.m. Gary dot org. That's right. Get your tickets right away. They're going rather quickly.
1: Yeah, our special guest is Daniel Fischel from Boy Meets World. Girl Meets World. She's a nineties pop icon. You'll definitely want to ask her some questions. We are currently still taking questions at worsteverpodcast at gmail dot com. You can email them to us. What am I going to wear? <laughs> I have
0: no idea. I don't You're fit huge. into anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, come it's see, about, it's um, about Danielle anyway. It
1: really is. But you can still come and see us and my pregnant belly. Uh, my daughter Georgia will not be there, and neither will the dogs. So for once, it will be a really, really. Um, private and quiet podcast (laughs) however Stephen ray morris will be there so find us this sunday garymarshalltheater.org and we'll see you there this episode of worst ever podcast brought to you by rx bar i love them i love the rx bar they're my favorite bar right now
0: you know they come in like 11 different flavors i just
1: love how chewy they are delicious they're amazing georgia likes them too we we share them in the car we have them for snacks well you can give them
0: because they're so healthy
1: they, have, they are gluten-free, they're soy-free, they're dairy-free.
0: There's no and, added sugar.
1: And all of the ingredients are actually on the packaging, so you can see what it is. There's no BS. It literally says it's like three egg whites, two dates, six almonds. That's it. It's delicious. So whether you like sweet or savory, chocolate or fruit, there is an RX bar for you. Go to rxbar.com backslash worst and enter promo code worst at checkout for 25% off your first order. 25% off? Isn't that a deal?
0: I'm getting them right now. Georgia,
1: say RxBAR. The worst moments of our life.
0: Hey girl, hey, that's bad.
1: Uh, So speaking of like worst
0: ever experiences. That is the worst ever. I don't feel so good. And that was my worst how bad can it be?
1: <laughs> and we feel the pain is best served funny. Welcome to worst ever
0: podcast. Welcome to worst ever podcast. I'm, I'm your host. host Christine Laken. I'm, no, you're not. I'm, your, I'm host. your host. I am. I am. I am. I'm your host, Christine. I'm your host, Allah.
1: <laughs> Nobody can even understand you.
0: I'm your host, Allah Khaled. And that's my friend, Christine Lakin, who's pregnant. I'm so really, pregnant. Really? 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 Listen, you're carrying so differently. (laughs) I know. She sends me a picture because she's about to test for this show. I can't say what the show is. But But
1: yeah, last so two weeks ago, I'm almost four months pregnant and I find out I'm testing for a show. So she's
0: got to cover it up. But I had seen her the week before and she barely was showing. So it wasn't a big deal. So then she sends me this picture and you'll have to put it on the Instagram. Sure. And she goes, from a scale of one to 10, how pregnant do I look? And I first go, is that for real? And then I said, did you add padding? I, th- I thought she was joking. And she's like, no, it's for real. And I go, then a 9.9, because I'm like, how are you going to cover that up?
1: Yeah, it was not easy. Let me tell you. I mean, it you went this. For a week. A, a week. I went from reading for the first time for this. To then figuring out I was testing, and a week went by, and I'm like, oh my god, I can barely get these pants on. Like this is a problem. So I just did like the fat man, like you know, like blouse out. <laughs> I like tucked a really blousey shirt in, and then just kept blousing it, blousing it, blousing it. And then I put on a a blazer because that could hide the sides. My mom literally said the night before, she's like. How are you going to hide that thing? I was like, I don't know.
0: Oh, my God. So, anyways, she did not get the job. Yeah. But I, it had nothing to do with her pregnancy, I don't think.
1: I don't think so. But it, let me tell you this. Had I been filming that pilot right now, it would have been – I would have been carrying a lot of big purses. Big,
0: giant purses. Giant purses. And walking behind couches. <laughs>
1: and walking yeah, – and, and bringing in groceries.
0: Right. And, <laughs> uh, and the, the good thing about not getting the job is that the person that did get the job is like Christine's, like, all-time –
1: She's such a nice person, but we are always up against each other. And the last two jobs she has gotten. So, so it's weird.
0: The good thing is now this girl's working and tied up. So yeah. now the next job is. And we Christine's. couldn't
1: be more different, which is awesome. You guys other look nothing thing. alike. She's tall. I'm not
0: She's probably just funnier than you.
1: Oh sure <gasps> There you go, Siri. <laughs> Siri's not sure. Uh, he understands what you just said because that couldn't be true. But thanks. You're not my friend. All right, let's get to our guest today. Yeah, I'm very excited. He's my friend. I just met him. I know you guys would know him from the '90s. He was on <laughs> Boy Meets World, and then on Girl Meets World in the in the 2015s, 16s. Uh, you would know him from Guardians of the Galaxy. You know him from Kim Possible. You know him from uh, Batman.
0: It's a cartoon, right?
1: It's a cartoon. Oh, he does a lot of voices.
0: Okay.
1: Will Friedel.
2: Hello. Hello, Will. Hello. Let's talk okay. about your name for a second. Yeah. Okay.
1: Is it Friedel? Is it Friedeli? Or is it Friedel? Yes. All three.
2: Well, it's Friedel if you're on my side of the family. It's Friedel if you're on the side of the family that we don't speak to.
1: Okay. Is yes. that your father's
2: side of the family? No, no. I don't even. I'm just kidding. No, that there's, like there's Friedels story. that we don't talk to. We like literally they're the Friedel family that we really don't have anything <laughs> to do with. And then there's the Friedels. Well,
0: because the spelling is what threw me
2: off. Yeah, it's, it's pronounced exactly like it's not spelled. So it's, it's one of those things. It, it should be, it's, it's German, so it should be Friedel, but it's, we say Friedel. We just did, I think, when we, my family got here, whenever the hell we got here from wherever we came from. Do you have a middle name? Yes, I do. Allen. So is it William? It is. It's William Allen. William Alan. Allen. Yes, But
1: name. no one says Friedeli.
2: No, okay. that's, <laughs> that's more Italian. No, I get a lot of Friedel, a lot of Friedel. Uh-huh. Uh so yeah, but it's Fredell. Yes.
1: Okay. All right. Yes. Now
0: that we got that out of the way. All right, let's I'm, I'm curious cuz you started are you from California?
2: No, I was born and raised in Connecticut. Okay. My family's still there. Great. So uh I started my professional career on at the Harvard stage uh, when I was 10. <laughs> the
0: Harvard stage. It was oh. wonderful. It so was fancy. Freddle. It was
2: so <laughs> fancy and I had no idea how fancy it was. I was 10 and I was in a production of The Doll's House with Mary McDonald Wow. David Strathairn. Uh, Jerry Bamman, Mark uh, Mark Lamos was the artistic director. And again, I was 10. So I was only in the first part of the play. I still don't know how the play ends because I always had <laughs> to leave to go early. Yeah. Um, and uh, I had no idea who I was working with at the time. It was just, you're 10. So it was one of those things. And then I begged my parents to let me get a manager. They're both lawyers. So they were like, Why? you're not going to be in the entertainment industry. Well, how did you
0: get the audition in the first place?
2: I was just, it, it, you know, I loved entertaining in school. It was one of those things I'd put on a play. We had Free Friday, starting in like kindergarten. I would get every free Friday. I would put on a play and it was always stone soup. You remember stone soup?
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, which was like the greatest play. And you don't remember, remember stone that? soup. The soldiers come to town And there's a village there, and they have no food, so they go over. They they go to the center cook pot, and they start putting rocks in there. And people villagers are coming out going, "What are you doing?" They're going, "We're making stone soup." And the village, the only thing we're missing are carrots. And the villagers go, "Oh, I have carrots." By the time they're done, they have like this this meat soup. It's a it's a great play. It's a great play when you're in kindergarten because it's very easy to put on. Uh, See, I'm I
0: I was Middle Eastern grown up in a poor family in New Orleans, so we didn't have the stone soup. I,
2: I don't I don't buy <laughs> I don't buy your backstory for the rest No,
0: I'm I'm hundred um, percent serious. We had I have never heard really? stone soup. Stone no. soup
2: was a great yeah. So started doing that. Did Ms. you Mullen's know stone, stone soup?
1: Food. It sounds familiar to me. You
2: are such it's in a the liar processes
1: of my mind
0: it is. It's like that play
2: that every yeah. kid did. I'm going to look that's it up true.
0: now because I've never. It's, should, like, it was great. it's like
1: doing Our Town in middle school. Yes. Or like, you know.
0: Everybody or Robin Hood. In elementary yeah. school, yeah. the show I did was Bambi.
1: Why you would did you do Bambi? Bambi?
0: Yes. It, did the show start like the cartoon with the death of Bambi's that's mother? That's so macabre. Yes. Come no, on. It, ends, it ends with, no. It, I forget how, it, I think it ends with Bambi's mother. But my little, my brother, I played Bambi. <laughs> I played Bambi and my little brother played um, Thumper? our child from at the end. I guess B- Bambi and Failene get married and, you know, it was the wow. whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Thumper? Thumper, Thumper? Thumper was a girl and I remember her song oh. was, it was a musical, and her song was, If you can't say something nice, shh, say nothing. <laughs> Take a bit of good advice, shh say nothing yeah you wow. should remember
1: that song yeah
0: but no stone soup weird <laughs> never got stone soup. That's okay, bizarre. so
1: you were bambi and dj khaled was your your offspring yes,
0: yes. Nice. and he was my offspring nice. and probably why he still hates me to this day there
1: you go. <laughs> and it. my
0: mom made the costumes
1: oh my god
0: yeah really yeah yeah we weren't we weren't like that <laughs> yeah. all right so then you start you do this show and i you, did with i did like it, at the Harvard,
2: at the Hartford Harvard, Harvard, I Har-
0: oh, Har- Harvard, Har- oh, you oh, Harvard, said Harvard. No. Harvard.
1: This whole time,
2: Hartford, where I'm from. You're a voiceover actor. You came and
0: pronounce Harvard. <laughs> I, you didn't hear it right. I said it right. It's the Hartford State. We'll go State. back to that and see. Because- uh,
2: so yeah, no. And then uh, I started to go down. My, my dad knew a guy who took pictures, so I had pictures taken in the back of his law office in New Britain, Connecticut. We got yellow pages and found managers' names from New York City. Sent out a bunch of pictures. I got a call about three months later. My dad laughed as he was driving me down, like, well, this is ridiculous. And six months later, I was on my first series. Which was? Oh which God. was Don't Just Sit There on Nickelodeon.
0: <gasps> Don't Just Sit There. Oh, my God.
2: Wait a right. minute. So where did you guys shoot that? We shot at 55th and 9th, Unitel Studios in New York City. Who was What was that show about? Because I remember that. We were a young talk show. We had a band. We had special yeah. guests. We did skits. It was like a young SNL.
1: Don't Just Sit, sit.
2: Yeah, that was us. So Matt, Allie, Wendy, and Will. God. Where are
0: those people now?
2: Uh, Matt, I think, still lives in Connecticut. Wendy, I used to, actually, Wendy became a producer. She produced, was was Steve Irwin's producer, I think, right up to the time he was killed. Oh, wow. Um, And uh, uh, Allie disappeared at like eighteen, and I don't know what ever happened. Is
0: she around. in a sex cult with Alison Mac? I, I don't not
2: <laughs> think so. I think just is A little younger, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So did then I was on Nickelodeon until I was fifteen, and then they they called me to do you know to audition for a show called the Untitled Ben Savage Project. And that oh, was funny. Your
0: audition was out of New York.
2: It well the the story for the the shows how talent is one thing, but luck is so much better in this business. Um, they called me to, to read for the untitled Ben Savage project. And I got sick that day. So I didn't go and they cast somebody else and they shot the pilot with a different kid um, who the was fine. It was his acting was fine, but he Ben was 11 and they was supposed to be the older brother. And the kid was only like an inch or two taller than Ben. So I always say that actor is six inches taller and I'm not sitting here right now. So they recast him and they called me in again from New York. I read for the part and uh, I c- came out here, Michael Jacobs. It was, so I had done audition for Almost Home. I right? remember that one.
1: Wasn't um was that the one Chad Allen was on?
2: No, no. that was something else with home. Okay.
1: Out. All right.
2: This is the one with Jason it was Jason Mars and Britney Murphy.
1: Oh Lee Norris. Yes, yes.
2: Um so the audition for that, for that role was between Jason Mars and myself and Shiloh Strong. And then for Boy Meets World, it came down to Jason Mars and myself and Shiloh Strong. Stop it. So uh, And it was Shiloh Strong
1: again. is Ryder is Strong's, Ryder Strong's
2: brother. older brother. And yeah. Shiloh and Ryder
0: were with the same agency as I was. Who were you with? Savage. Yeah, Judy Savage, who yeah. had like
2: Oh, she was like in my head, like the, you know, I've got all the kids. But please. she's not she did. like she that. She had all the kids. No, she she not all the, like that, she's but not like that. It's always Judy
0: oh, that. Judy. oh, Judy. I still talk to Judy. That's Lo- awesome. Love her to death. Yeah.
2: I think, but was Ben with her too? She had like most yeah, of the she kids, had, the boy.
0: Yeah, she yeah. had, she was the, at, in the 90s, the top boutique child agency awesome. ever. Yeah.
2: No, my agent at the time was a guy. I, his name was Chris. I won't say his last name, so I don't know what he's doing now, but the agency is gone. But he would, every time he talked to me, he would, have some different ailment that he was working through during the conversation. (laughs) So he would say things like, Hey, Will, it's Chris. Uh, I got to talk quickly. My lungs are filling with fluid, but you have an audition tomorrow. (laughs) And it was always something different, no matter what it was. It was like, yeah, I I have an inner ear infection, so we're going to make this quick. Uh, But it was, it was hysterical. It was just always one thing or another with Chris. So I don't, don't know what he's doing now either. Oh
1: my (laughs) God. But yeah,
2: I've, we, I got cast as Eric. We were had been picked up for 13 episodes. Everyone assumed we'd do 13 episodes. And seven years later, we were still going. But so that's yeah. when Amazing. TV was like awesome. TV. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Like those situation comedies, multi-camera comedies, yeah. live audiences. Yeah. yeah. Those were the heydays. Yeah. I mean, you can't, it's not, I mean, let's talk Roseanne for a second. Because
2: we rebooted yep. it. And it's, have you watched it? I have not. I hear it's, from some people I hear it's wonderful. From other people I hear it's a bit much. I think it's fantastic. I that's what I've heard it. from other people too. That it's.
0: That I think it's so smart. Right. It's i haven't so, seen it, so. I don't know. Listen, I don't agree with any of her politics. Neither.
1: But don't that's like, okay. And but that's this okay. Is sh- but it's a but, TV show. But yeah. it's a
0: TV show. And I love that she's putting both sides on the of the spectrum. I mean, on, on Brandon
1: it. was a little like, oh, so they're going to make Lori Metcalf crazy because she's liberal. And I well, was like, well, then
2: he,
0: Brandon's reaching. Well, but isn't one of the
2: characters <laughs> also like transgender and what? Like they're really yeah. trying to hit every...
0: They're hitting everything, but it's still.
2: It's still
0: quintessential Roseanne.
1: Yes. So that's good. I felt, you know, she's going to, she was always a character that had her own opinions and was like a little bit, you know, brash and and opinionated and stubborn and all of that stuff. So
2: you don't have to agree with somebody's. That's one of the problems I think in our society right now is everything seems to be boiled down to politics. And I'm getting to the point where I just don't care what your politics are anymore because everybody, it's like, it's become so tribal in the United States now where everybody has to pick a team. And I just, I'm just not doing it anymore. I can't. Yeah. It's well,
0: it's too, the first show for me that reminds me, and it has, it's nothing like the show, but the the style of the show and the fact that they're getting away with so much makes me happy. It takes me back to All in the Family yeah. and the Archie Bunker yeah. times. Yes. Yeah. Because we can't
2: do that kind of TV anymore, no. which sucks because it's real life. Some of it is good and some of it, I mean, again, I'm a television junkie. I never wanted to be a movie star ever in my life. I only wanted to be on television. I never wanted to be Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future. I only wanted to be Michael J. Fox on Family Ties. Right. That was it. So, I television to to me to this day. Every day I watch an episode of Mash. It's my favorite show of all time. Um, so there's certain things that you can't get away with anymore. That it's probably better that you can't. I mean, the only black character on Mash was named Spearchucker. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's great. It's, yeah. it's it's so it's horrifying. I mean that's horrible but it's but, just a sign of the time. I agree. But it's also Art, you know, you're talking about All in the Family, all these shows like that. These were plays every week in people's homes. Right. That has since gone away. It's all bum bump and it's one two, comedy is music and the music is just the steady beat now. There's nobody plays off key anymore. It's it's a yeah. little ridiculous. So hopefully shows like Roseanne are bringing it back. Yeah. To where it's everyone's going? Oh, everything's being rebooted. Well, everything's being rebooted because people miss when TV was great, right? Yeah. And it's just not anymore. So it's it's really sad, but hopefully it's it's kind of coming around again.
0: So you did seven seasons of Boy Meets World. We did. playing which character? I played
2: Eric Matthews, and he was, he was the little older little goofy older brother, right? Okay, with the beautiful long golden locks.
1: Of yes, him. you did. Oh, so what man, age was one.
2: that? From I started. I was sixteen when I was cast. I did sixteen to twenty four. So did your parents come here with you? No. So who was your guardian? Uh, the first year I moved here, my guardian was my oldest brother's fraternity brother, who was also moving <laughs> to Los Angeles. My <laughs> parents, see, my parents have been married for 50 some odd years. We're an incredibly close family. Um, but they also, like I said, both my parents are lawyers. My father's almost 80 years old. He's still in private practice. He was a retired captain in the Navy in the JAG Corps my mom ran all three courts in Connecticut. It was one of those things where it's like, if you want to go do this, we love you and support you, but we can't give up our lives. So you can go do that. You've got to move out and go do that. So at sixteen, I was living at the Oakwood apartments and we all have lived there. Yeah. It was Wednesday night. I was in my bedroom in Avon, Connecticut. Thursday night, I was sitting by a hot tub with the doublement twins and the kid from Free Willy. Shut. And I was going, what the hell just happened to me. Well, yeah. The double mint Twins. Yep. And oh, the totally. kid from Free Willy. And the yeah. kid from Free Willy. Those
0: Oakwood apartments, they oh, house so many man. children, child actors. Child actors and divorce men. That's yeah. it. That's
2: all that was there. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Child actors and divorce men. Well,
0: that's a scene. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
2: <laughs> but it was. It was just a total flip of my life. And then it was, you have to grow up real fast. I walked by yeah. the pile of clothes twice before I realized no one was going to wash it but me. Yeah. And so did so. you have a car here? Or? Yeah. Yeah, I was okay. driving. I still have the same car that i that i had then i still own it my 1986 toyota celica gts still have it, it back it in connecticut it works amazing yeah uh it's uh it's yeah. you are kind of nerdy I, i'm a total dork and nerd <laughs> in the I mean, he was
0: saying it earlier before we started and i it was like oh uh, god i'm oh, proud
2: of it no it's oh, fine yeah. no proud it's just it. good because
0: yeah. we've never had a nerd before ever <laughs> no, i don't think so oh god <laughs> we're, we're wonderful people oh god wait wait minute. okay so seven years yeah. right
2: so you're pretty much growing up with these kids. We t- we absolutely grew up together, and and you and
1: they're younger than you. I mean, right. by were. how much? I was the
2: old guy at sixteen. Ben was eleven when I met him. Okay. Danielle was eleven or twelve. Ryder was closest in age to me, and he was like thirteen. Got it. Um, but it was uh, yeah. We we had. I mean, I don't know what your set was like, but our set was we were the Brady Bunch. Like we almost never fought that I can remember. We really grew up together. We really loved each other. It was pretty, pretty spectacular.
1: And you finished school on set. basically.
2: I did the first year I finished. And then I went to one half a year of college out here in Burbank. Mm -hmm. I wrote a paper that would have gotten me a C in high school that they wrote a (laughs) plus. This is the event. I went, I can't do this. This is not right. So, uh, so I left. Yeah. And I've just been working ever since. Wow. Yeah. And
1: when did Kim Possible happen?
2: Kim Possible, let's see. So the first animated series I did was called Batman Beyond. That was 97, I want to say. So that ended and Kim Possible started right when that, I want to say Kim Possible started in 99, Okay. So you were still, uh, you
1: were just finishing Boy. Uh,
2: So I had two very popular, very long running series, which were Boy Meets World and Batman Beyond, and both of them ended on the same Thursday. (gasps) What I went in the morning and recorded my last Batman Beyond, and I went that evening and and filmed the last Boy Meets World. Oh, did, that's
1: a bummer. Did
2: yeah. you guys know prior? I mean, was there a season finale? Yeah, a we series we were, finale. We, yeah, we had a se- we had the one hour series finale with the flashback shows and let's see what these guys are doing. Yeah. So we were we were lucky that we got to we. I mean, technically, I guess you're canceled, but we really weren't. The show just ended, right? And uh, and yeah. we knew it was coming and right. all that kind of stuff. So we got to do the big finale. Kind do
1: of. you know I did an episode of Boy Meets World? In
2: Florida, right?
1: No. Which which episode did no. you do a boy? I did an episode um, right after Step by Step ended. I think it was like the first or second job I had right after Step by Step, and I was came on as a guest star. And the um, the episode revolved around uh, Danielle and Ben. They were, I guess, engaged at the end or together. I don't. I can't remember. Yeah, well, no, exactly. they got married. They got married yeah, right yeah. eventually. So I think they were engaged. Anyway but they were looking for new couple friends and myself and this other actor that were cast were like their new couple friends. So I get the job. We do the first day of rehearsal. And then that night, I think I got a call from my agent saying they have no time for this storyline. It's getting cut.
2: <laughs> no, you're kidding me. Yeah. Well, what, Michael Jacobs, first of all, was notorious for firing people. Yes, um, you got. You didn't get fired, which is nice. They just cut your part. Yeah, out Yeah, they just he,
1: cut. I mean, literally, I thought I got fired for a second, no. and they were like, "No, they're not recasting it." Like the whole it's good, the it's whole a C story. story and the, oh they have no God. time for this. It well,
2: it's better than hearing, "Hey, I was on the show, and you and I made out," because I've heard that before. <laughs> oh, hilarious! Because like, the first right. first season, they didn't know what to do with my character. First season or two, so it was just different girl after different girl, right. just Kissing. That's like all they did. Yeah, they brought in Carrie Russell, and I. That was my first on screen kiss, and from that moment on, it was just like every week I'd make out with some. So I have had oh, actresses come oh, up to me like, "We made out," like. Wait, really? Sorry. I don't I've remember. I've Carrie
0: for years. years
2: she was my first on on-screen kiss during our first ever run through. Our teeth bumped and I was mortified. So I'm oh. like, oh my God, she's got to be, she's better at this than I am. And oh, no, she's no. done this before. And oh God, I was, I was absolutely terrified. No.
0: And she's, that was Carrie curly hair care. Yes, big, yeah. floppy yeah. curly
2: hair She yeah. was amazingly sweet to me. I she's a nicest. she's the
0: nicest person. We used ever. to have very
2: nice conversations. I think we used to talk about music. She was there for the week, but she was an absolute sweetheart, and she made that what was a terrifying experience for me a heck of a lot easier. That was also the same episode where I kind of found my comedy chops a little bit because we kept shooting this one scene with her over and over. And Michael, who's notorious for just he just kind of yells and he does it in his way where you just hear, now. Now! And you just hear that from yep. off camera. We just kept doing it. It was like, you know, eleven thirty, twelve o'clock at night. And finally, I just made this ridiculous noise because I didn't know what to do. And the whole place erupted. And that's when I realized, like, oh, you can do random things to get laughs. Right. So she was there when I kind of, like, found my comedy chops. But- so did Michael... Direct every season, every episode no, he didn't. Dur- he doesn't direct. He he just well, quote well, unquote, doesn't direct. He <laughs> yeah. just he's Michael. Uh, he's Michael just, is, he's on, he just he's show runs and he runs, he runs, runs and he does the it show. By, I mean, this is a yeah. guy he's, you know dinosaurs, Charles in Charge, My right. Two Dads, oh, Boy gosh. Meets World, Almost Home, The Torkelson. He was the '80s kind of you know yeah. for, for family television. Um, and Michael is Michael. You know, he's got a. He was always very sweet to us. But Michael, we would. Michael's notorious for his note sessions. So we were kids and we would rehearse all day long and and go to school. And we'd have a run through at 4.30 and we'd be done at 5.30 and we'd all sit there as a big group and we'd be in notes till 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. I mean, literally going page one, line one, here you go. And that was every day. And he's
1: very like, he, he, de- he likes line readings. He's very, he, he wants it the way he wants he it. He does
2: until we found ourselves. And yeah. once we found ourselves, then he was way more hands off. I mean, it came to the point where at the end, Michael and I would have ongoing bets. About dialogue, where he would say, "We're changing this line." I'd say, "Well, we haven't even said it in front of the audience yet. It's not funny." All right. Well, I'll bet you that I can get a laugh on that line. All right, let's go. And we would bet almost every episode. That's great. Though. What's funny and what wasn't. So it, he he certainly took the reins off a little bit. But uh, you know, we called when you watch the first kind of season of the show. Not even the first season. It's like the first four or five episodes. They're they're always in the um, cafeteria scene, and in the cafeteria scene, there'd be Ben and Ryder. And then a third kid sitting in the chair. And every week that third kid changed to the point where we just started calling it the death chair. <laughs> where whoever was set, was sit there, if they even made it to the show, would never make it to a second one. A lot of them were fired halfway through. And finally they just started giving all the third kid's lines, whoever he was supposed to be, to Ryder. And then it just became Ryder and Ben. So it That's was, so weird. Michael That's, was notorious for firing. It's to
0: devastating people. to kids too, especially like.
2: But we weren't kid. You're, you're not a kid. You're a professional actor.
0: Yeah. I understand that, Will, but what I'm saying is- But that's how we were treated. Right, yeah. because my point is, is that for me, like auditioning was the work. Like that was yeah. the job, right? Yeah. And once I booked the job, that was fun. And then to be on edge all the time like that, that would make me crazy yeah. because I already did that. I already went through that. Don't make me, you know.
2: It was, and I don't want to. I don't want to set it up like it was a bad set because it wasn't. It was an absolutely wonderful set. It was just that Michael- Michael knew what Michael wanted. He'd been doing this forever. His first Broadway play, I think he was 24 when he when he wrote it and it was on, and what Michael wanted, Michael got. So he was uh certainly not a tyrant. Uh, he never yelled in front of us. He was a notorious yeller apparently, but we really never heard Right. Of um, he was just more, he would give, we, we'd always make fun of him because he'd give these just completely obscure references to us. He'd say to Ben, like, no, no, no. You see, you're doing it, uh, you're doing it like, uh, like Daniel's Red Jalopy from 1938. I don't want that. And we'd be looking at him like, what, what the <laughs> hell does that mean? He also, he's a musician. So he would just come up to us and we'd hear things like, you're giving me ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. I want ba-ba-ba. So it was, you. Yep. that was constant. That I've heard some, all I, of these I can things.
0: relate yeah. to that. Do, so did he, was he part of the reboot?
2: Oh, yeah, he's oh, yeah. Michael's Michael. Michael still was just as, as involved with every aspect of the reboot. And I got to see a completely different side of him because this time for one episode I was in the writer's room. Um, and I remember him looking at me one time as I'm fighting over dialogue. And he said, I hope this, uh, this teaches you that you got to be more open with your writing. And I looked right at him and I said, no, this teaches me that I got to be sitting where you are. And he just laughed and went, yeah, you're probably right. So, so it's, it's one of those things. So where you yeah. get
0: the call,
2: hey, we're going to bring it back. no. No, I never got the call. We're going to bring it back. It I like- found out Girl Meets World was coming back because it was on CNN.
1: Oh, really?
2: Yeah. Both Ryder and I found out that way, which we were still pissed about. Oh. Okay, so wait. Fair. And talk- Michael has since apologized for that. Right,
0: me. so talk, to- talk me through this process then because who's, Im- who's involved at- before you find out? It's
2: I think it's Michael, Danielle, and Ben, I believe, Okay, are the only ones that know at this so
0: point. So it's yeah. now titled Girl Meets World. Yes, and it's based on Danielle and Ben's characters kid, having and, a kid, having kids, right. and,
2: which is a daughter, a daughter, right. right? A daughter and a son they have. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: and it's really her; it's the daughter's show, Correct. really. Right. She and now and Ben now is like the Mister Feeny in a way because right. he's gone
2: back to the school. He's, and the, he's teacher, the teacher, and uh, Rowan Blanchard was cast as the as Riley, and she's is uh, a great little actress, and so is Sabrina Carpenter, was her friend. They the the cast they put together, I still think at their age were better than we were at our age. I believe that. Uh, It's true. They really were. They were much more confident as actors as we were, but they also came up in a much different world that I find horrible. Yeah. We didn't have any of the social media crap. We didn't have any of that. I've got this many followers and you've got this many followers. Dude, we had Thomas Guides. Horrifying. The two things people told me to buy when I came to LA, the Thomas Guide and the club. You have the yes. club for your car. everybody had was a oh, thomas God. guide in the club for your car I, know. I
0: tried to explain the thomas guide the other day to somebody and they're like what's a thomas guide i'm like it's a paper navigational system yeah, it's a
2: map <laughs> it's a it's a, it's a giant like
0: novel yeah it's like it crazy is. yeah it was horrifying but. so then you so you're watching cnn
2: no uh Ryder apparently got a call from cnn saying would you like to comment on the new show girl meets world and we both went "Huh." What show? Yeah, like what? And I remember distinctly that day in a very, very passive aggressive way emailing Michael Jacobs going, so what have you been up to? And he wrote me this long thing back. I'm so sorry. This was terrible of me. I shouldn't. It was, was very contrite as well. He should have been. That was kind of a, a dick move, but he knows that. Um, and then it was like, what do you want to do? Do you guys want to come back? Do you want to be on it? Do you want to help? And I said, I want to write. He went, well, I can't let you do that. Really? Um, yeah, because I'd been writing... You've been writing a long time, though. I had. I, I sold my first screenplay at 18. I think I'm still the youngest freelance writer in the history of Disney. I wrote the Winnie the Pooh movie when I was like 17 or 18. Wow. You did? I did. They bought that for me and then hired me to do the rewrite. Never got made, but I, I ended up selling that to them while I was doing Boy. And then I wrote for, you know, Transformers, Thundercats. I wrote the so wait. for Teen Titans Go. Hold, Hold on oh, wow. a second.
0: I did not know all this. So are you a Disney, like, freak? I mean, you love this Disney, like, I mean, everything, like, it's...
2: No, I just happened to I mean, like, who
0: at 17 goes,
2: I want to write Winnie the Pooh? Well, because I came up (laughs) with such a great idea. (laughs) I'm an idea guy, Uh so when I came up with the idea, I called my agent and I said, can you get me on the phone with somebody from Disney? And he went, fine. I pitched him the idea, which I still think is great and they should should still do, which is, it was before the Smurfs and all this other stuff, that was live-action animation. I said, what I want to do is a live-action animation, Winnie the Pooh, where... um, Christopher Robin at eight years old is playing with, with his animated friends. The parents think he's going a little nuts because he's playing with people they can't see. So they move him away from the hundred acre wood. So meanwhile, the hundred acre wood is bought by a company about to be destroyed. So Winnie and Tigger hop a plane 10 years later to find Christopher Robin at college to bring him back to help save the wood. So he wakes up after a fraternity party with Winnie and Tigger at the foot of his bed.
1: Oh my God. That's so cool. That's like, it's like Ted kind of. Kind of yeah, like, right. And what, this was again, this was before your t- that 1990
2: time. whatever when I sold this. And so I, I pitched them over the phone. He called me back 10 minutes later, said, we love this, we want to buy it. And I said, well, I want to write it. He kind of laughed. And I said, give me one shot. And I think they kind of went, uh, they acquiesced. Fine, we'll let you write the the first draft. Kind of thinking nothing's mm-hmm. going to happen. And I'll never forget the call I got. He called me and he went, "This is really good. We want to hire you to write to do the rewrite." So uh, yeah, we thought it was going to happen, and then he called me. Unfortunately, about six months later, and said, "Because Disney was in this huge legal battle with AA Millen's company mm-hmm. when it came to Winnie the Pooh, so nothing Winnie the Pooh was happening." Um, and then I think they hired somebody else to rewrite it again years later, and nothing ever really happened. With I it. think it would be do a they huge still hit, own it? Like- I think they still own I, I They must. I mean, I don't know. But it's also one of those things where it's Disney. So it's not like, I'm going to take it and pitch it somewhere else. Yeah, like, no, of course. You can't really do anything about it. But I'm no, just no, but curious. I, like, I'm
0: serious. I think that would be I huge, think be right? Huge. Now.
2: I think so, too. It was also. Can you I imagine, some, like,
1: 20 years later, they're like, hi, so Will, too. we'd yeah. like to uh, up your you option should, on the Winnie the Pooh
2: script? Find out where it's at. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind doing that. It's fine. I had some great visuals in there. You know, at one point, Winnie's when when he's painting with his, with uh, you know the, some fraternity brothers and he gets paint on his shirt. So they put him in a Grateful Dead shirt so he looks like the Dancing Bear. and. There were some really cool kind of Winnie the Pooh things.
0: Well, not only that, but there's like so much room for... Sequels, and- yeah.
1: Well, and I feel like a, a a movie like that that you can take your kids to, where there are you know nods to obviously Everybody, adult sure. humor. It's like a Pixar but like it's kind of- going yeah, it's going over the kids' heads. Yeah. That's kind so, of
2: okay. Back to your passive aggressive note. So okay. then yeah, so then he wrote me this long thing, just kind of apologizing. <laughs> I never should have done that. That wasn't cool. And I, he's he'd been so he's like I've been so busy working on it, and we weren't even sure if it was gonna happen. And and uh and from that point on, he kept us in the loop on everything. That's uh, nice. Which was nice. And at that point, my anxiety was was still kind of off the charts, so I didn't want to be on camera. But so you said either. he said uh, you can't write. Yeah. Well, it was one of those things where he said, again, th- there's a big difference between being on ABC and being on Disney Channel. Right. Um, uh, especially monetarily. So it's like where we had a, a writer's room on Boy Meets World well, that was probably 20 people. I think there was like five or six And he brought a number of them back from Boy Meets World to get that original tone. So he said, "I can't put you on staff, but I will if you if you do three episodes on camera, I'll let you write a fourth one. I'll let you write one." Um, So that's what you know, kind of the deal we struck. And and he was good to all of us. Ryder Strong and his brother Shiloh ended up directing like twenty five episodes. which I never wanted to direct, so that wasn't an option for me. But Danielle directed a bunch mm-hmm. of episodes. Ben directed a bunch of episodes. So he really, really did help us in whatever we wanted to do to kind of get to that next level in our career. But I I mean, that year I'd, I'd sold something like 10 scripts already. So it was kind of like, okay, great. Let me just write one and bust it out because I have this deadline and that deadline and this deadline. So I was writing for most of the animated series that I was on, um, which was fun. So that Is that
1: was... common? It feels to me like... um. Not really, not to be writing on shows that you're yeah, also not really. So it, I mean, it certainly happens,
2: but it's it's with animation, especially with the animated series. These actors are normally on like seven or eight different shows at a time. Right. Um, whereas I was normally on one or two. I mean, I'm I'm one of those actors where I think I'm very good at what I do, but I don't do 50 voices. Right. I do like five. So, you know, if they need young hero, they'll call me. Right. Um, so there's a lot of those shows. What's your
0: really young like. hero voice? I'm just curious. Well, it depends on what my hero is. Well what, What's your latest
2: hero? Well, that's just Star-Lord. Star-Lord's just me. So this <laughs> is <laughs> this is kind of Star-Lord. It's me. <laughs> but Bumblebee was down here and Batman was down here and... And then there's, you know, Ron Stappables all the way up here. So oh, there's, how you funny. know, different yeah. kind of... You're jumping around. Um, Ver- different versions of your own Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's uh, it's fun, but I was able to concentrate on the shows I was doing. And the same thing happened on every show where I'd go, I want to write an episode. And they'd kind of go, "Uh, okay. And then 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 they'd come back to me and go, okay, we want you to do four more. Um, well because so you're was,
1: really funny
2: will it was also you're really it was really this, funny thank you but the thing that was amazing was i wasn't writing comedies it was all i'm also again nerd and a total fantasy nerd where every novel i read is 1200 pages long and it's book one of 14 <laughs> so those oh are God. the ones that's where they like to delve in like when i was yeah. writing thundercats he came to me and he's like you did a lot of themes i didn't know i was like yeah it's basic fantasy novel stuff right um so you play like,
0: dungeons and dragons i and- do
2: first of all don't say it with that Attitude. Yes, <laughs> I play Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. Aren't you? Uh, damn right, are, there's not. It's don't brilliant. you do
1: the? Have you done the podcast, the Dungeons and Dra- Dragons podcast? Oh, you mean glass? The, is it glass cannon?
2: No, no, no. I've done um, the. I've done ep- uh, a number of episodes of um, Critical Role, which is them. Critical
1: Role, them yeah. playing D
2: and D on camera. Yes, um, got it. All, That's all, we all voiceover <laughs> actors. Hey, you k- kidding? I went to a convention with two of them in <laughs> Australia. They had a four-hour line.
1: Dude, th- it's, it's huge!
2: Uh, huge.
1: Can I tell you about my recent foray into the world of nerdery?
2: Please, nerddom. Uh, uh, nerddom.
1: Sorry. Okay, I just did my first podcast uh, for an RPG okay. tabletop game. Okay. I am a character in an RPG, and uh, I've done two episodes, and I still haven't died. That's amazing. And can I tell can me I, how
2: much fun is it? It is so much fun. So, wait, so much
1: fun. Thank you. Uh, it's uh, wait, stupid Christine,
0: fun. hold. What? What are you talking about?
1: Yeah, so it's okay. So Dungeons and Dragons is like an RPG tabletop. I don't know is like what RPG role, is. Playing, role playing, game.
2: playing. Okay, it's so, improv class with dice. Yes. Okay, great. So, but you have to
0: like be like these weird characters.
2: Well, well, you get to create your character. You exactly. Do whatever you All right, want.
0: What's your character?
2: My character
1: is a sorcerer, kind of like witch. All right. I can do um I cast a lot of spells. I don't nice. have great, like, you know, I can't, I'm not like a physical character okay, where so you don't I have, have a lot of combat I don't skills. Have swords, no, not a lot of combat things. This is the first one I've ever played like this. So I was a little like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then I start rolling dice and casting spells and like boiling people's blood and making like voices. And, and I you're sucked in. I got so sucked in. When I killed this freaking demon, thank you. I screamed so loud. I was yeah. so proud of myself. Thank you. So it anyway, is so
2: much fun. As it's called actor, Tavern of Heroes. You you would sit down once, and you would play you once, would and you'd it's go, so "I want to play again as so, soon as possible."
0: Okay, hold on, Christy. What? So you get called to do this podcast, right? Yeah. And had you ever done anything like this before?
1: Not really. I mean, I've played some pretty nerd nerdy games, like on the old my old computer, like um, Mist. Riven. Riven was I, I kind yep. of... I played some that kind of stuff in college, but so... my point is,
0: is, like, you're improv... Like, how do you... How do you know you're winning or losing? Well, you're doing...
1: Because you have so many health points. And essentially... When, you know, different die are rolled and the bad guy is like clubbing you or sorting you or stabbing you or doing whatever that bad guy is doing, your health points go down. And if your health points go down so much, you die. Yeah. And then Got you
0: lose. And you so get there is, life there is a yeah. system. Mm-hmm.
2: It's also, especially like for something like Critical Role, Matt Mercer is the DM. is the, 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 the guy who's in charge. Dungeon
0: of the, Master. The dungeon
2: Master, correct. And he tells a story that he's created. And it's some of the most brilliant storytelling you'll see anywhere in the world, arguably anywhere. And do you get like spanked and stuff in these things? Or? No, you don't. Get no, it's spanked? not. It's
1: not like dungeons. Like it's not BSDM. Or yeah, whatever.
2: whatever it is. Yeah, it's not you're, Fifty Shades of Grey. It's like gray. The, you're
1: talking about it's two 50 different things. Of my dragon,
2: mind. yo, um, that's awesome.
1: I do want to tell you my experience with the reboot of Girl World.
2: Oh. Go ahead. You were on it, and they cut your storyline. No, you got fired. <laughs> no, you got pregnant.
1: Mm, no. <laughs> so. As Girl Meets World, I guess they had sort of pitched it out, Michael and Danielle. Um, maybe they had been in talks, and it looked like it wasn't happening. Yeah. So in that interim, uh, Michael and I had a show. Really? Yes, that Danielle was also involved in. And we started pitching it. So the three of us went out with two other producers. We started pitching, start pitching this Michael. show. We went everywhere. NBC, ABC, VH1, um, MTV, I mean, Fox, like we literally had every pitch everywhere. And yeah. I have to say it was an amazing experience because I was going in the room with someone who's clearly so good at pitching. Yeah,
2: he's crazy. And I've it was, I
1: crazy. mean, it was a great yeah. you know, lesson in all of it. And the show was actually really cute. It's actually wasn't, it was, it was similar to um, Hollywood Darlings in the way that Danielle and I were playing lifelong friends okay. who had been- As yourselves. Of, uh, yes, as ourselves, okay. who had been on TV shows. But it, the whole thing was scripted. Like we had completely different lives, but right. we were playing as though we were roommates now and living together and uh, that kind of thing. So anyway, it was a very cute idea. Um, VH1 made us an offer. That was VH1, but they made Still, us an offer. Yeah. That same day, huh. Disney came back. There you go. And maybe it was Leverage. I don't know. But Disney came back and said, we want to do Girl Meets World. And that was it. And our deal fell through. Yeah. Well, because
0: they had works. Danielle. They wanted, Danielle. I mean, Danielle couldn't do both.
1: Well, and Michael couldn't
2: Michael do couldn't both. both. And Michael yeah. couldn't do both. Yeah. That I don't was... know if he was using his leverage, but I'm sure it was.
1: I'm sure it helped.
2: Yeah. I'm sure it did too.
1: So it was a bummer. Yeah. You know. And I was like, oh, well, you know, at the very least, maybe he'll have have me on the show. I never even auditioned once.
2: Really? <laughs> no. That's weird. Yeah, that's weird. Ah, that is weird. It was a fun set. I did Shadow
1: like five times. Oh, you thinking did? Thinking okay. that I was going to be able to direct. That didn't happen. Anyway.
2: Really? Yeah. No, the directing, I just never wanted to do any of that. I had no desire to do any of that
0: kind of stuff. So and after kind writing of a bummer. Romance,
2: I didn't want to do that again either. Yeah, yeah I'm it's sure. like, So really
0: Girl Beats World, because Disney has- Three this, seasons. Right, cause, yeah. and that, usually they go four.
2: No, no they usually three. go three. 65 and out. I thought they did 100. No, nope, 65 Mm-mm. and out. Kim Possible was the first show ever to do more than three seasons. And it was there was no internet at the time. It was all fan in. Well, wait a minute. Whoa. What about Hannah Montana? Wow. That was after Kim Possible. Okay. Yep. So
0: then, but you guys didn't do a full 65, did you? For what? Girl Meets World? Yeah. Oh, you did, did, did? Three, three full mm-hmm. seasons.
1: So let's talk Kim Possible for a Okay. Because there's a lot in the news. We had Christy Carlson on She is last the month.
2: worst. I hate her. <laughs> Awful, awful person, and I can't get over that. Oh
1: yeah, she's not a nice human being at all. Uh, (laughs) So there's there's been rumors of this Kim Possible movie happening, and again, you guys found out
2: via the internet. Uh, yeah, kind of. I mean, she found
0: out the same way too.
2: We knew, we knew something was kind of happening. We, we, okay. we had heard, heard there was something possibly kind of happening, but like not like months before. Right. I mean, this was. This is
1: a live action feature. Yeah. They're and doing. and okay.
2: of course, as much as I'm sure they'd love to have a 41 year old Ron Stoppable, <laughs> Uh Yeah, hopefully. I mean, uh, you know, hopefully it's good and it does justice. I, I'm one of those people I have no problem with. Kind of passing the torch to the next generation and letting other people handle the characters. I think it's great. Um, so I just hope they do it justice because it was a it was a very well written television
1: show. It was, Wait. and I hope that, I just hope that because there's so many fans still of that yeah, show, huge. I just think it would be a great nod to all of those fans and to the you know the rapport that you guys created on that show to have you in there in some capacity. Yeah, it depends on what
2: capacity. If they wanted to give us actual roles, it's something I'd be interested in. If they want to do the Brady Bunch thing where it's some guy s- we're sitting at a table going, hi, I'm
1: Yeah, not no, interested. that's I'm not no. Interested. I get that.
2: Uh, but it's, uh, yeah. I, I mean, it's certainly if they wanted us involved in some legitimate capacity, I would do that. But the kind of lip service thing, I'm, no. I'm, I
1: wouldn't be interested
2: in. No. I don't that know what sense. that means. What you, you
1: know, like... When they have a cameo and it's like you play like oh, the waitress, yeah, oh,
2: you're so, like, hey right, right. oh, like, hi, I'd it's be like, like yeah. fuck off, yeah, like I'm not interested in that. I probably <laughs> yeah. wouldn't use those words, but oh well, <laughs> uh, I would, but uh, yeah, I, I probably wouldn't be interested in that. But. So, wait a minute,
0: so who would be playing Kim Possible?
1: Well,
2: they, I don't think they've cast anybody they, yet, yeah,
1: it'd be a young girl,
0: yeah. Why, well, how old is Kim?
1: High
2: school age, 15,
0: oh, okay, 15,
1: 16. Yeah. And while Christy could probably, you know, still pull it off, you know, I think it would be. You think Christy struggling. could pull off
0: sixteen?
1: I'm, I'm kidding. God. Well, no, nah, oh, she does look old, quite young, as but hell. she's just the
0: voice. So it's different. <laughs> I mean, they're gonna doing a live action, then it's a whole yeah. new ball game. Yeah, yeah. that's a fair game. Yeah, yeah of I agree, course. Yeah. No, I agree.
1: Of course. Why are you
0: trying to make it controversial, Christine? I'm trying to figure you out right now.
1: Well, I just, I think, Spendancy. you know, I know, we talked about it on Christy's podcast and we right. talked about her feelings on about it. So I was just kind of curious about what Will's it's
0: probably bittersweet. Were. I'm assuming it's going to be, yeah. it's not
2: even bitter to me. It's just kind of right. sweet. I love, you know, it's a, you know, the show's been off the air for so long and there's a whole new generation of people that would love it. And the fact is, as a voiceover artist, you could still do the voice. So my guess is if the movie comes out and is, is successful in any way, I, I don't see why they wouldn't reboot the cartoon. And if they're gonna reboot the cartoon, they would come back to us. So, see, that's yeah. how you gotta yeah, think that's gravy. how you gotta think about yeah, it. Yeah, that's me, ex- it's-
0: see Christine. <laughs> Shut up a <Allah.
2: laughs> to, to me, it's all gravy. It's, yeah. it's we go to these conventions and there's we'll have people like waiting in line dressed like Kim and Ron and Wow. It's pretty great.
1: That was part one with the wonderful Will Friedel. Will Friedel? Will Fridelli? You decide. We'll be back next week with part two, because that guy just cannot stop yammering. <laughs> hey, pot, it's Kettle. You're black. Next week, we'll get into the strangest fan encounters, who Will Friedle has dated in the 90s, and anxiety issues that kept him from the screen for many years. You can follow Will on Instagram and Twitter at @officialwillfriedel and myself at @yolaken Ella at Alec Led and Stephen Ray Morris at Stephen Ray Morris. Follow us at Worst Ever Podcast and Worst Ever PC on Twitter. And make sure you send us some comments and any questions you might have for Danielle Fischel for this Sunday's live show, you can email us at Worst Ever at gmail.com. Until next time.